and welcome to this edition of the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast, sponsored by all to do with gaming.com. Save up to 30% on your entire order at all to do with gaming.com on your favorite monitors, on your favorite desktop computers, on your favorite headphones. Go to all to do with gaming.com. Stop going to the stores like GameStop and Best Buy, where you're going to have to get a cheap replacement the next week. Alex Skyver's photos back again. So, a couple of things to talk about. Today on the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast, of course, uh, I was going to do a week eight, or I would say halfway evaluation of the New York Giants season through 2020. I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to save that for the bye week so me and Jordan could fully assess it. Plus, I have more time there um, because I kind of want to make this, you know, at least 30, 40 minutes, you know, going extended. And we still got two games to play before the bye week seems a little silly. So... Uh, first off, the Giants picked up Dante Pettis from the San Francisco 49ers. He was cut, and then the Giants decided to pick him up. Adrian Colbert went to IR. Uh, Pettis, 27 receptions, 467 yards, and five touchdowns in his rookie season. He was a former second-round pick. And then you go to the 2019 season, his sophomore season, 11 receptions, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. And then you look at this season, uh, there is no receptions by him this season, only one target. So, you know, obviously his snaps and, you know, the the games he started obviously went down. Um, I'm not a 49ers fan, so I'm not going to assess anything. But I guess he was slowly uh, falling out of favor there for whatever reason. Um, He did return one kick this season. I think it was like for 19 yards or I don't know. Uh, But if he can return kicks, that's going to be a plus. But even though we have Corey Coleman on the practice squad and we'll see what the Giants uh, tend to do with that. So this really surprised me. I'm going to read the stats for Adrian Colbert first before I go to the next topic. Uh, For Colbert, listen, um, I didn't watch film for the first like two weeks. I was just trying to finagle to get game pass and whatnot. It's not an excuse, I know. But I just really didn't like the eye test the way Colbert was playing. I don't know if I really liked him as a player. You know, it just seemed like, oh, he's from Miami. Let's bring him over. I didn't see anything, you know, that was like impressive uh, for the first couple of weeks from Adrian Colbert, you know, I mean, I might be talking out of my ass here, but I just didn't really see anything, so, uh, as far as stats goes, Adrian Colbert started only two games this season, four completions allowed on five targets, 80% completion, 76 yards, 19 yards per completion, 15.2 per target, and one touchdown, and a passer rating of 158.3, so that is not good, uh, for Colbert, but obviously he didn't get like a huge amount of snaps. He didn't play a hundred percent. He played he played more of like uh, from like zero to like maybe forty percent, fifty percent. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's that Colbert situation with Pettis being picked up. Uh, Daniel Jones getting benched. So yesterday I heard there was a article out from New York Post Sports, and I like New York Post. I really don't think it's you know a bad. Uh, outlet if you want to research the Giants or probably any New York sports and I haven't really heard anything bad about it but if there is then you know I'll be free to I'll be free to critique it so uh I forget the guy's name starts with um his first name is Mike and I think his last name is like Italian or something like Canizaro or something like that and he so wrote about something he wrote that Daniel Jones should get benched this week and I'm gonna go out and I didn't read the article. I didn't. I'm going to fully 100% admit that. Um, why would you bench Daniel Jones? 
And one of the statements in the article from what I heard is, oh, so Daniel Jones knows that it's wrong to throw interceptions and fumble the ball. Well, first of all, you don't really bench a second-year quarterback. You don't do that. Um, I don't know who has done that, to be honest. Maybe Oakland with Jamarcus Russell. I mean, I don't know for sure. But you're basically lowering his confidence by benching him. Because who's your alternate? Who's your alternate quarterback? Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is your alternate quarterback. So you're going to put some washed journeyman veteran backup in there and start him against the Washington football team and bench Daniel Jones. That doesn't make a lot of sense. It really doesn't. You're basically squashing Daniel Jones and saying, hey, you know, if you don't clean up with the turnovers, we're going to get another quarterback and you know it next year. Listen, um... Daniel Jones has undoubtedly not been playing great, you know, especially last game. You know, I didn't necessarily go on a rant, but I admitted, you know, Daniel Jones has not been playing well. Obviously, you have the Daniel Jones haters, but my thing is, you know, why are we benching him for a quarterback that's a journeyman and had his chance multiple times and didn't prove it? Yes, I get it. He was with shitty organizations, but he's what, 32? So, you know, it just doesn't make a lot, just doesn't make a lot of sense. And you're not trying to win anything this year yes you're trying to win games and you know be competitive but you're not going for the playoffs you're not going for a Super Bowl so and even in that situation in my opinion Colt McCoy is not a better alternative Daniel Jones this is my situation on that so let's get to the Golden Tate situation and you know this has really pissed me off in like two separate manners so Golden Tate's uh wife started ranting on social media about how Golden Tate, you know, he's still himself. Uh, He's just not getting the ball. And I didn't have time to read what she said, but it probably, you know, uh, came from him. I mean, you know, she's not just starting bullshit to start bullshit, you know. He probably said it at home and said, I should have really talked to Daniel Jones or he should have really given me the ball. And that also stems from when he screamed into the camera uh, throw me the ball when he got the touchdown on Monday night. And Joe Judge, you know, he wasn't at practice, meaning Golden Tate, I think, was either uh, Wednesday or was Tuesday. And Joe Judge is like, you know, we don't tolerate selfish attitude from coaches. We don't tolerate selfish attitude from players. So he sent him home after they had a talk, Golden Tate and Joe Judge. So... Here's my perspective on this. Uh, Golden Tate is not right for doing that. Should he get more targets? There was blatant amount of mistakes by Daniel Jones on Monday night. Let's you know, let's go there and let's be honest. You know, um, it's very childish of Golden Tate to go after his quarterback or maybe go behind his quarterback's back and have his wife tweet all that shit. You know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's childish. Um, and Golden Tate should definitely handle himself better because he's a veteran. You know, he's supposed to be a respected leader in that locker room. I don't know if he's a captain. I forget. But, you know, you're a respect, respected leader in that locker room. And players are st- strongly trying to look up to you. And this is what you, you know, this is what you pile on Daniel Jones. You know, if you're smart about it, if you're mature about it, go ahead and talk to Daniel Jones. Go ahead and talk to Jason Garrett. Go ahead and talk to Joe Judge. Hey, can I get more targets? Hey, listen, uh, I was open a couple of times last game. You know, can you look at the film or something? Something maybe resolution-like. 
But then again, you have the stupid Giants fans who still have not gotten over the Odell Beckham shit. Oh, um, you know, Golden Tate signing was wrong. Uh, OBJ, you know, he was a cancer, right, Dave? Okay, first of all, for those of you that have not gotten over this trade or miss Odell, why don't you go be a Browns fan? They're winning. I mean, OBJ, yeah, he tore his Achilles or his ACL. I forget which, you know, but he's on the Browns now. You know, he has a smack-talking quarterback who is in more Geico commercials, I believe, more than any of the wins he's had, probably. I don't know. I don't know how many commercials he aired. But that's a smack-talking team. And I'm not saying that they don't win. They win. You know, I forget what the record is this year, but they did just lost the Raiders. But it's not my point. You know, a year and a half, and you're still crying about this Odell thing. And, you know, you're saying now that Tate's a cancer in the locker room, you know, cut him. Listen, by all means, what Golden Tate did or what his wife did isn't mature. You know, that's baby stuff. That's just like high school stuff. You're going to go to your friend and talk shit about your other friend. And maybe that friend that you told starts saying shit on social media. And then that friend they were talking about knows it's about him and Daniel very respectfully and he probably got this from Eli you know took it lightly he's like you know uh Golden Tate he's one of my friends you know he's a a leader he's a teammate listen you know Daniel will always handle shit with class now you guys can decide whatever happened in Manhattan after the uh Thursday night game you know you guys can decide that I'm not gonna really talk about it because that's like a uh that's like a train that has already left the station, a boat that has already set sail. Um, But it's not necessarily about satisfaction. It's about being right. And that's what the Giants fans want that at least miss OBJ. It's not about whether things pan out. Let's just say Golden Tate, right? He signs with the Giants. Maybe his first year is actually identical to the 4-12 season, you know, 2019. Then 2020, you know, Daniel Jones is not turning over the ball as much. He's throwing good passes. Tate has, like, I don't know, two touchdowns already this year. Three touchdowns, maybe. In a uh, parallel universe, parallel situation. And the Giants fans won't call that out, or at least some of them, because they still hate the OBJ trade, and Golden Tate is effectively his replacement. So it's not about satisfaction. It's about being right. Giants fans, some of them, would rather be right in a situation, this also has to deal with Daniel Jones and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, but they would rather be right about a situation just to uh, push their own ego and just to just to blow smoke up their ass, rather than you know, oh my team is doing good now. You're Golden Tate; he's a good receiver. No, that's what happens when you have selfish fans in your fan base. I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. You know, tell me one person. Or one argument that would say that, you know, oh, Golden Tate, you know, he's a cancer in the locker room. OBJ was better. First of all, for those of saying um, OBJ was not a distraction, you were clearly lying to yourself and the people who you were talking to. That is a lie. Odell Beckham, uh, the one cocaine thing, and I think he was like in Italy or somewhere eating pizza. The one cocaine thing, uh, the net thing, the thing with Josh Norman. Uh, I'm missing one in my head right now. The boat thing. How many times are we got to bring his name up? And it's in the New York media. And it's not like, you know, it's Cleveland. No, they're a smaller market than New York. So New York is going to get much more attention through this. And then you have Golden Tate. This is his only situation where he's been a cancer. And I'm sorry, you know, you guys can say, oh, you're defending Golden Tate. I'm really not. 
I'm really not defending Golden Tate. He has been lackluster on offense. His yards after catch are horrible. He has not shown up. But let's, you know, let's go to the facts here. And this is not satisfactory about being right. Ends don't justify the means when it comes to being right in this situation for some Giants fans. But to finally put this topic to rest about Golden Tate, what did he do? He basically chattered to his wife about his quarterback behind his back. Was that right? No. Should Tate get cut? I don't know. I don't know if that would be a good thing midseason. But if he continues to talk the talk, and he also liked a tweet that said, cut Golden Tate. So let's keep an eye out for that, because wide receivers are literally divas for no reason. Meanwhile, you know, uh, Mrs. Tate, and somebody said it, Mrs. Tate should go up and uh, strap up and be the next quarterback for the Giants. Really should. Because if you're going to talk crap and talk shit on Daniel Jones, you know, without a preseason, new coaching staff, and you have the, you know... Sometimes he feels like he has to carry himself because his wide receivers don't get separation. His offensive line is shit. I don't care if they did good the last game. I don't care. You know, this whole season has been Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. He's doing bad. He's doing this. Listen, some of that is deserved. Trust me. The one interception in the Rams, that cost the game. Not entirely, but that took part in costing the game. The interception with the Washington football team the first time, that could have cost this game. And then going back to the Buccaneer game, he cost us the game. I get it. I get it. But this directly correlates with Dave Gettleman, Daniel Jones, OBJ, and how many other variables you want to put in. Daniel Jones, because, you know, he's a bad quarterback. Let's get a new quarterback next year with Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. And then you have the people... With the Golden State situation saying, oh, uh, you know, OBJ, he was better, and uh, OBJ, he was less of a cancer. So, you know, let's let's wind the clock down, people. Let's wind the volume down. May not be a good comparison or a good phrase I just used, but let's just, you know, realize what situation we are in. Let's realize that let's rather be happy about something you know, that you may have disagreed with in the beginning rather than just saying, oh, I want to be right on this. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how people just, you know, want to stick to be right. Want to stick to be right. I don't know. Okay, so for the injury report, uh, so Devontae Freeman, he has an ankle injury. Ryan Lewis, hamstring injury. Uh, Golden Tate, obviously, um, you know, with the whole situation, just mentioned that. Uh, Devontae Downs has a shoulder injury. Blake Martinez has a hamstring injury. Logan Ryan has a hip injury. And also Sterling Shepard has a shoulder and toe injury. So I don't know if CJ Board fell off the face of the earth. But uh, I don't see him on the injury report. So maybe he plays next week. Or I mean this week I should say. Um, I don't know. But uh, you know Freeman's still working with the trainers. So I think he's probably going to be out against the Washington football team. In my honest opinion. You know I don't know for right now. But uh, I don't think they should push him. I really don't think that because, you know, what are you pushing him for? Just to get, like, an extra win, maybe? Wayne Gallman, he's been great in the backfield. You know, he's no Saquon, but, you know, Giants fans continue to hate on him, but he's producing. He's breaking the tackles, getting to the second layer. That's just my view on it. And maybe they'll uh, upload Alfred Morris if, you know, Freeman is out. Hopefully they don't give him a bunch of snaps because, you know, he doesn't know how to get through a hole just showed on Monday night, 
Uh, I think Devontae Downs will play. I think Blake Martinez will play. I think Sterling Shepard and uh, Logan Ryan will play. Ryan Lewis, I mean, that's going to be interesting. I mean, he played decent, well, against the football team the last time. And obviously, you got Terry McLaurin. You're not missing any wide receivers, I don't think, for the football team. So it's going to be interesting. And, um, you know, somebody did call. They said, you know, watch Ryan Lewis on Terry McLaurin. You know, we didn't give up 100 yards to him. I think we gave up, like, either 40-something or 70-something. It's a big difference, but, you know, it's not my point right now. Uh, but, you know, Ryan Lewis, has he been good this season? Absolutely not. Is he better than Yadom? I don't think Yadom played badly against the Buccaneers. I don't think he's a good solution either. So, either depth pieces for next year, but I do think that Ryan Lewis is better than Isaac Yadom. So, you know, that's, that's where that comes in for the Washington football team. Take a look at their injury report uh, as I turn the page here. Uh, Jerron Christian, knee injury. James Smith-Williams, I never even heard of him. Defensive end, uh, he has a concussion, so that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Montez Sweat, concussion. Obviously, the Washington football team had a bye last week, so maybe these injuries, you know, short rest, or I should say long rest, that's what I mean, you know, more time to heal, maybe these guys play. Logan Thomas, the tight end, has an ankle injury, and Isaiah Wright with a shoulder problem. So, all were limited in practice um, yesterday, meaning uh, Thursday. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, you know, these players, other than Sweat and maybe Thomas, maybe Jerron Christian as well, don't make much of an impact as maybe uh, other players. But, obviously, Sweat makes an impact. Thomas, you know, makes an impact. He had, I think, one or two touchdowns against the Giants last time. Uh, Jerron Christian, you know, it depends. But uh, let's go with stock up, stock down from uh, last week's matchup, or I should say Monday's matchup. The Giants O-line, they played very well, uh, very good in run blocking. You know, the pressure wasn't always on Daniel Jones. So I say, you know, kudos to them. Uh, obviously, PFF likes to suck dick, and they want to go ahead and, you know, push the... Uh, to push the envelope for the bigger players that are playing horribly, but for Shane Lemieux, they give, they give him a 12 overall grade in pass protection. So it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think that the Giants' O line did not play that bad. Uh, Evan Ingram, he had a nice receiving game, not too many drops, you know, not too many bad blocks. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, same thing. Um, Blake Martinez, he was all over the field tackling, so kudos to him, even a forced fumble. Leonard Williams, he got a sack and made a couple of stops, you know, very good player. Uh, Dalvin Thompson batted a pass on that Jones fumble. And Carter Coughlin, he got his first NFL sack. So, you know, kudos to him as well. Stock down, James Bradbury and Daniel Jones. I don't really picture anyone else that played, like, too horribly. But Jones, those two turnovers really, really hurt the Giants. And James Bradbury, look, he didn't play horrible. But I just feel like this was his worst game as a Giant. Other than maybe the first Pittsburgh game. Because he had two PI calls, whether they were right or whether they were wrong against him. And then you had, you know, he gave up a touchdown to Mike Evans. Mike Evans, you know, uh, I just feel like Bradbury's play hasn't been the greatest as he was all season the last two weeks. Uh, against Philly and against the uh, Buccaneers. So let's go to the New York Giants and the Washington football team stats. to do this every week with the total yards, the passing yards, the rushing yards, the points for defense. At offense. So let's go start with the uh, Giants offense. As far as total yards go, they rank 28th, 2,334. But per game, 
to 31st, 291.8. Passing yards to 27th, 1,546 there, 28th in passing yards per game, 193.3 rushing yards, 25th, 788 this season, but per game, 27th, 98.5 per game, and then points, 29th, 145, though they are 31st in points per game with 18.1, so that's not very good. As far as the defense goes, 12th in total yards, 2,838, they are 13th in total yards per game. 354.8 passing yards they are 27th 2022 though passing yards per game they're 23rd 252.8 which is disappointing going from the first couple of weeks where they performed very well against the pass rushing yards they're 10th 816 allowed the season though 102 per game that's eighth in the league you go on to the points per game they're 15th, 24.9. When it comes to all season, though, they're 20th, 199 points given up total. Let's go to the Washington football team now. Their offense, they rank 32nd in total yards per game and total yards total on the season. Uh, passing yards, they're 29th in both categories per game and all season. Rushing yards, they are 27th, 701 uh, this season, but per game, 100.1, which is 26th. Then you look at points. They're 31st, 133 total this season. However, 19 points per game is 30th in the league. Look at their defense, which is one of the best in the league, especially improving over the last couple of weeks, even though they played the Cowboys two weeks ago uh, with an Andy Dalton and a Ben DiNucci-style offense. Uh, they're second in total yards, uh, but per game, they're fourth. Passing yards, they are first. In per game and total rushing yards, they are 15th, but per game, they're 17th, points, 9th, and then per game, 11th with 23.6. So the players to watch, uh, stats haven't really improved in my opinion, or at least the way I see it from how many weeks ago, I think it was three weeks ago, we versed them and got our first win. So uh, Chase Young, it seems like his pressures haven't gone up or his sacks haven't gone up, I don't know, but... Um, only six pressures this season, two and a half sacks. Still someone to watch. Ryan Kerrigan, he was speculated to be traded uh, about a week ago. They never moved him. Ryan Kerrigan, six pressures, four sacks on the season. Still very good for the limited playing time. Uh, Jonathan Allen, seven pressures and one and a half sacks. Now you look at Montez Sweat. He's on the injury report with a concussion, so we'll see if he plays. But he's been a tremendous impact and improvement from what he was last season. Five sacks, 16 pressures already this season. Five quarterback knockdowns, six hurries. And was only blitzing one time, so he was mostly rushing the passer. You look at Deron Payne, seven pressures, half a sack, two quarterback knockdowns, and four hurries. Kendall Fuller, who has improved even after the Giants game, and he played very well that game as well. Uh, this season, he's done very impressive. Nine completions on 19 targets, 47.4 completion percentage, only 110 yards given up, 12.2 per completion, 5.8 yards per target, and then only one touchdown season with a 43.6 passer rating allowed. That is very good for a cornerback of his caliber. Big money this season. Uh, I forget he was, if he was traded or, for, or if he was signed uh, from Kansas City to the football team, but either way, he's put up some impressive stats, and Daniel Jones is going to have to watch for him because he picked him off uh, going back to uh, 
going back to the game we versed the football theme. So, also to look at the keys to win. Keys to win for this game. Uh, we need to stop the turnovers. I've said this multiple times, and I'm going to repeat myself again because it's repetitive every game. Daniel Jones, you need to stop turning over the football. You really do, man. Um, whether it's a stupid mistake or just a mindless fumble. You need to feel the pressure. You need to throw it away. You need to take the sack. You need to look for receivers downfield. You need to throw it away. You need to, you know, I guess read better. You need to limit the turnovers and stop them for one game. You know, the only game that you didn't have a turnover was the last game in Washington against the football team when they were called the Redskins. That was, what, 2019 in December. I remember because I was sick on that day. Uh, step number two and key number two, look for open receivers, get better in the passing game. We saw how many missed throws Daniel Jones missed last game. We saw that. Darius Slayton was open two, three times. Uh, Golden Tate, he was open. Sterling Shepard, he was open. Evan Ingram, he was open on some cases. You know, it just needs to get better with reading, looking at not just at one direction, just going back to it too. You need to stop staring down a receiver for 30 seconds and then throwing the ball at him just only to get picked off. Stupid mistakes like that, they need to stop. And then number three, don't play down to the competition. I think we should have played so much better last time against the football team. Really should have. And the final score was 29-19. We almost lost that game if they would have made that two-point conversion, which is no bueno. Okay, they had one of the worst offenses in the league. We gave up, I think it was, um, I think it was two touchdowns. Listen, look, we give up touchdowns. Yes, uh, the football team can have one or two touchdowns uh, going forward or whatever against us. You know, I don't care. You know, I'm not saying the Giants can't allow a touchdown, but you know, uh, the score really says a lot. So do the stats as well. I think Kyle Allen had one of his. I would say, better games against the Giants. But then again, I would have to go back and look up the stats. So we do not need to play down to the competition. I think we are a better football team than them. I really do. You know, just because, oh, oh just because the Washington football team, they're favorite at home. They're two and a half point favorites. Yeah, we're a better team in my opinion. Yeah, yeah they beat the Cowboys. But still, I think with Andy Dalton at starting quarterback, or maybe Ben DiNucci, or maybe Garrett Gilbert, or maybe, I don't know, in some case, December, December comes along, and maybe they still have Dalton or whoever. You know, I think we could beat the Cowboys. I think maybe we could get the Eagles a second time. Hopefully. Hopefully. Cross your fingers. But uh, we can't play down at the competition as much as the two steps are in there first. And that comes into the first two steps or keys going into the third. You cannot play down at the competition. This defense... It's one of the best in the league, but the offense, you can't give up stupid chunk plays. That's what my analysis is of that and the preview of the game. But anyway, thanks, guys. This wraps up the Big Blue in the Bronx podcast, episode number 59. Uh, I'll see if I'm doing any pregame streams. I don't think I will be uh, when it comes to Saturday. I mean, Sunday, excuse me. Um, I might. I'll let you guys know on Twitter. I've been really off Twitter. I'm going to be honest here because I kind of want to get away from politics, even though the election's going on. Uh, I kind of want to get away from politics. Twitter is not necessarily a nice place when it comes to debating somebody, either on politics, sports, or whatever. Um, just want to really kind of avoid that. But at the same time, you know, you can't avoid everything. So I do post on Twitter, even when I try to avoid Twitter at some points in the game. Instagram is not as bad. But anyway, 
um, Sunday, I'll see if I'm doing a live stream before the game. I'll see if I'm doing like a recap after the game. I haven't done one in weeks. Um, last time I did one, I think, was either the Washington football team game, I believe it was, or it might have been the game before the Dallas game, which was the Rams game. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for listening, watching. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for the sportscast reviews. Our podcasts are available on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Overcast, and CastBox. Follow our social media pages at Big Blue and Bronx on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys, and we will see you next Tuesday or maybe even on Sunday. Hope for another New York Giants victory, guys. Let's go Giants.